This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. My name is Sam Davidson and it's great to join with you today. Our guest speaker today is Captain Callum McKenna and the Bible reading that he has chosen for today is Matthew chapter 18 verses 21 to 35, the parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. One evening, a little boy was doing his prayers with his mother. Dear Lord, he prayed, I'd really like you to give me a new bike. His mother chastised him. That's not the sort of thing you can ask God for, she exclaimed. You'll imagine her horror then when she arrived home from work the next day and saw a new bike sat outside the house. She was even more angry when she asked the boy where he'd gotten it from. I stole it, came the boy's reply. Why on earth did you do that? asked his mother. The boy mounted his defence, because forgiveness is the sort of thing you can ask God for. It's a complicated thing, forgiveness, isn't it? At the heart of today's Bible reading, we catch a glimpse of the sum of the complexities that surround this weighty subject. In our reading, Peter starts out by asking Jesus, how many times should I forgive someone who sins against me? He then offers his own suggestion, seven times? This is actually quite a noble suggestion from Peter. The most common interpretation of the law in Jesus' day was that you're obliged to forgive your neighbour three times before seeking retribution or prosecution. Peter has gone above and beyond that to seven, the perfect number. Jesus' answer is, on one hand, surprising, but on the other hand, we shouldn't actually be surprised. This is Jesus, after all. There's a bit of a debate among scholars about how we translate the answer that Jesus gives, but Jesus says either 77 times or 7 times 70 times. 
meaning the answer from Jesus falls somewhere between just under 80 times you should forgive somebody or around about 500 times. Think about that for a moment. Three times to forgive somebody is pretty hard. Seven times is really tough. Peter's pushing the boat out. But 20 times, 50 times, 80 times, 500 times, completely impossible. Surely? Surely? Jesus goes on to illustrate what he's getting at by telling a story which helps us to understand what forgiveness really means. The first thing that we learn about forgiveness from this parable is that forgiveness is never free. In the story, there's a king who's settling his debts with his slaves. Ancient systems were full of hierarchies and there's a kind of mafia-esque pyramid scheme going on here where each layer is responsible to the one beneath it. There's a particular servant who owes, according to Jesus, 10,000 talents. Now, I've heard this story before. We did it in Sunday school when I was a kid. I'd always figured that the first man owed a lot of money. But do you know how much one talent is worth? One talent is worth 15 years' wages for an average sort of job. It's £25,000 a year for 15 years. That's like nearly half a million pounds. One talent, and this bloke owes 10,000 of them. Completely bonkers. I mean, Jesus is obviously joking. He's painting out this guy to be completely and utterly indebted. And more than that, he must be bad at his job, incompetent, lazy, greedy, unable to keep on top of his finances and finding himself in a completely unrepayable debt. Then there's the news, which we've come to expect, but which is completely staggering when we think of it like that. The king completely forgives the debt, this huge debt. This is not lunch money kind of stuff. And when we think of it in this way, we glean a truth about forgiveness, which is that we know we're supposed to forgive freely. But here's the thing. Forgiveness is never free. I was once at a party at a friend's house and had slipped off to use the bathroom. To my horror, I broke the toilet. There was water everywhere and disaster ensued. I went to tell my friends and I apologised profusely and they readily forgave me for what I'd done. But at the end of the day, the toilet is still broken and broken beyond repair. And either they've got to insist that I pay for it and hand me the bill or they've got to pay for a new one. Just because things are freely given doesn't mean they're free. To do so would be to cheapen it or undermine it. What we're talking about today is really difficult stuff. It's difficult to forgive. It's costly to forgive. This story acknowledges that. But then the second thing the story tells us about forgiveness is that everyone thinks forgiveness is a great idea until they need to forgive something. If you ask people if forgiveness is a good idea, I reckon they'll say yes. If you say, so imagine if you did something that really hurt or offended someone and that you knew was really bad, would you want them to forgive you? They'll say yes in an instant. But what if you flip the scenario around? What have you said? What if someone did something that has really hurt or offended you and that you knew was really bad? Would you want to forgive them? It might take a little longer to get an answer. And we see, as this parable story goes on, that everyone thinks forgiveness is a great idea until they need to forgive something. The servant who has been forgiven a completely unsurmountable debt is insistent that he will receive what he is due, 100 silver coins, which is about a day's wages. 
This is a much smaller amount, yes, and it seems like a parody in comparison to the first debt. It's not insignificant either, though, is it? And as we spiritualise the story, the temptation could be to minimise the debt, but it's not exactly nothing. The same can be true of the stuff that we might find hard to forgive in others. It might not seem that big in the grand scheme of things. We might not be required to forgive someone for murder, but the smaller stuff can hurt us and soon add up too. The crosswords, the cutting remark, the time someone offended us. We'd like to be forgiven of these things, but we need to know that it is hard to forgive these things in others too. Forgiveness isn't fluffy, it's costly. However, we'd also be naive to think that there isn't a cost to unforgiveness either. Because the third thing that comes out of this story is that whilst forgiveness has a cost, the cost of unforgiveness is even higher. The ending of the story for the unforgiving servant isn't a happy one. It's not like he receives back what he's owed and sails off into the sunset. No, he's thrown into jail to be tortured until he's paid back all that he has owed. Then Jesus turns to the crowd and tells them, This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. I think there are two layers to the consequences of unforgiveness for the man in this story. On the first level, perhaps more obvious, Jesus is pointing out the hypocrisy of unforgiveness or of seeking the forgiveness of God whilst being prepared to live with unforgiveness with others. There's certainly a correlation between how we expect to be treated by God and the ethical demands that this places on us for how we need to treat others. But this story has another layer too, a deeper one. It reminds us that unforgiveness always leads to imprisonment. Unforgiveness is something that grabs hold of us and it doesn't let us go to be able to move on with our lives. Unforgiveness breeds resentment and bitterness. And whilst today we've certainly thought about the cost of forgiveness, we've been naive to think that unforgiveness was without a cost. And arguably it's a greater one. The man in the story finds out that unforgiveness imprisons, but forgiveness leads to freedom. And that's a challenge for us all today, isn't it? What might we be holding on to that's imprisoning us or holding us back? Is it something, a sin perhaps, that we need to seek the forgiveness of God for? Or is it something someone has sinned against us that we're struggling to let go of, but which really is imprisoning us far more than it's imprisoning them? There's joy and there's freedom in knowing that we're forgiven by God and that we can, by God's grace, Forgive others too. Bill and Gloria Gaither, in song 850 in the songbook, put it like this. I then shall live as one who's been forgiven. I'll walk with joy to know my debts are paid. I know my name is clear before the Father. I am his child and I am not afraid. So, greatly pardoned, I'll forgive my brother. The law of love. I gladly will obey.
Ephesians 4, 31-32 says this, Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And dear Heavenly Father, help us to forgive. Take the burden of unforgiveness and bitterness away from us. Help us to give up the right to get even. Help us to want to forgive as you have forgiven us. Amen. The words of Song 1027 in the Salvation Army Songbook says this. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide, uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. When life's perils thick confound you. Put his arm unfailing round you. God be with you till we meet again. Goodbye and God bless.